Hi everyone, what's up? Welcome back to In Bloom Podcast, or welcome if you're new. My name is Abby Aslan, and I'm the host of this podcast. And I am so excited for this week's episode. I'm always excited, but I'm extra excited for this week's episode. If I sound a little sick this whole episode, it's because I am. I am on like day four of having strep and I definitely also have something else. I don't know what it is. It's not COVID. I've tested twice for COVID and it's been very clear and negative both times. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply but I did test positive for strep and I think I have some sort of respiratory infection which I do typically get around this time of year and then again in the fall with the seasons changing um however I don't think I got sick this time last year or at least I don't remember it so I have not been having fun with that at all but I did not want to miss recording an episode just because I'm still not really out of busy season yet and I know that there may be a week that comes up where I just don't even have time to like plan and sit down and record an episode. So I want to save like skipping a week for in case that happens. I don't want to necessarily do it when I'm sick. And I feel like I sound a lot better today than I have the last few days. So hopefully it's not too bothersome, but I apologize if I sound a little annoying, nasally, raspy, whatever. But I'm so excited for this week's episode because we're going to be doing a back to basics, really just how you can live and not just exist and micro habits that you can incorporate into your day-to-day routine to help you fall in love with living again. And I need this more than anything right now. I always struggle with the monotony of routine And the day-to-day during busy season, as you all know, I have talked about that so much recently. And it can really, really get my mood and my spirits down. But this past week, it really warmed up a lot here in Houston. And I noticed flowers blooming and I could just really feel the season changing. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm being reborn with the season changing. And I'm like, I cannot believe January and February is already over. I feel like I blinked and it was done and I just can feel the end of busy season and the summer arrival of summer coming and it just feels so good to like almost be able to feel it and know that it's close and around the corner. So I have just been very, I've been feeling very inspired and I've been feeling very optimistic because of that, which thank God, because I've been in quite the mental funk lately which you can probably tell from like my last several episodes and just really haven't been able to quite shake it and I think a lot of it had to do with just my routine at the moment and my routine at the moment has just been work 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 and you know go work out so it's been like work sleep work out and that's basically it not much of a social situation going on not taking a ton of time to do things that I enjoy and that make me happy and really just working myself down to the bone. I mentioned once in a recent episode how I feel like everyone thrives the most in the season that they were born in because they just feel more connected to it. I don't really know or think that there is a science behind that. That's just me 
making a claim out of the way I feel and it's definitely subjective but I feel like I just absolutely come alive in the spring I feel like I get a lot of my best ideas I feel the most myself I just feel truly that I can bloom into a new self I guess I don't want to say a new self per se but I just feel like it's when I bloom the most and don't get me wrong I love fall and like the holiday season for what they are but I love them for the purpose of just enjoyment and not necessarily for self-development when it comes to self-development I'm like all for the spring because in the summer I feel like that's my time to just sort of relish in everything that I worked on in the spring and like keep working on but also like having really good balance winter is just terrible for me and just not my thing and I love fall but I just feel like I get the most inspiration to work on myself and to make changes and try new things when it's spring because it's like everything that's dead is coming back to life literally from the season and I feel like spring is a time for me to just bloom like the name of my podcast suggests and I didn't really start feeling this way until I remember feeling very having very particular feelings about spring I will I would say probably in my year of grad school I definitely felt like spring of 2021 that was the first time I felt super just driven and inspired by spring And I think it's because we had had two really hard winters just with COVID and everything. And that spring felt really good because I knew there was a lot of change coming for me. So it was scary, but it also felt good because it was time for me to, you know, prepare for that change since I was about to be moving to a new state, leaving college and all that stuff. And ever since then, like last year, I remember feeling this way about spring too and just literally feeling reborn almost. And I feel that way now with the arrival of spring and it's not even spring yet we still have a few weeks and I know that when you're listening to this I'd say probably 90% of people listening to this it's probably cold as all get out where you are but just know that this is coming for you you know like it's it's on the horizon it's very close and it's not fully here for me yet either because I think next week it's supposed to cool down a little bit again but it's still going to be warm and comfortable for Houston and everything so just know it's on the horizon. This isn't really a spring reset episode. I do want to do a spring reset episode later when it's actually spring, but this week we're just going back to the basics and just reminding ourselves of all the little things that we probably lost during the winter because it's really easy to just get not as motivated in the winter. And I will say I've been very consistent throughout this winter in terms of just maintaining a balanced lifestyle as far as like my health and wellness goes but I've neglected a lot of other areas of my life. And of course, you know, that's the thing about balance. Some things get more attention than others during different times of life. So I really want to just go back to basics and say, you know, okay, what are little things I can do that can just reignite that spark of living and just making me feel like I'm actually living and not just existing in my day-to-day life and just make me fall in love with life all over again because I think it's so easy in the winter And in those dreary months when things are just cold and you're not going outside as much, you're not seeing people as much, and it's just the post-holiday slump and the post-New Year slump. So there's just all these variables at play that really just set it up to be a dreary time. And it doesn't have to be a dreary time, and it's not a dreary time for everyone. But I think that we tend to sort of just lose that magical touch of 
loving life and actually existing and not just living when it's the darker winter months and we don't have as much sunlight and all of those things. So I'm going to be sharing 15 ways micro habits, basically. I say micro habits, some of them are definitely more macro than micro, but we're just going to call them micro habits for the sake of the episode. But 15 things that you can do to help you fall in love with life all over again and exist instead of just living because I think we could all use a little bit of that right now and get ourselves like off our phones and get back to living with the pending arrival of spring. So before we get started, let's go ahead and get into the quote goal and gratitude for this week. My quote this week is from Pinterest, nobody's surprised, and it says, what you are not changing, you are choosing. Read that again. Um, I guess I could have probably left out the read that again part, but I just think this quote provides such a good perspective for life and the things that we want to do, but we feel a lot of fear in pursuing. It's a good reminder that if you're not changing something, no matter what the reason might be because you're scared or because you just don't feel ready or because you're waiting on approval from somebody, you are choosing those things that you're not changing. Y'all, I'm so upset. I was just like halfway done with recording this episode and my Final Cut Pro crashed and basically deleted everything I had recorded up until what you're hearing right now. So I'm very upset. Of course, I would do this when I'm sick and I'm like trying to get this done because my voice just doesn't need to be taking a lot of talking. But anyways, I love this quote for a lot of reasons, but I think it puts things into perspective very nicely because it makes things more emotional for me because it's really easy for me to just continue not choosing things when I think of it as just security and staying where I'm at. But when I'm reminded that I am choosing to not make a change and that it's actually in my court and it's up to me and the ball's in my court and I'm not doing anything about it, it makes it more emotional and it honestly makes it me feel more inclined to make a change for the things that I've been wanting to change because when I'm reminded that it's me that's sitting here choosing to do this and, you know, as much as I would like for someone to make decisions for me at times, when I'm reminded that, like, it's up to me and I'm the one choosing the things that I'm not changing, I'm like, oh, crap, um, I actually want to do something about this now and I just feel a lot more inspired to make changes. And, of course, this isn't necessarily true in all situations across the board, but... I think in certain situations and a lot of situations in life, this definitely is true. So it's just a good re- like refresh for my perspective to remind me that, you know, those things that I'm feeling, you know, uncomfortable with or unhappy with, that I am just choosing not to change because it's easier to not change something. Like I am choosing to do that. I'm choosing to continue being unhappy in that situation rather than doing something about it. And reminding myself of that is pretty powerful. And my goal for this week is to just ease back into things. So with being sick all week, I have not like worked out at all. Um, And I really went from like 100 to zero in terms of like working long hours. I was working out like five, six days a week. I actually was doing some social things here and there. And then I went to like absolutely nothing this week. And I can feel myself like itching to get back into my routine and be working out and everything, especially as I start to feel a little bit better, but I need to remind myself that I need to ease back into things, especially because next week I, as long as I'm like fully better by the time Monday gets here, I have to go to Austin overnight for a recruiting trip for my job and I 
know that that's going to take a toll on me, especially if I have a ton of work early next week that needs to be done really quickly and has a tight turnaround, which is definitely a possibility. I just know that I'm going to be trying to jump back into things and it's going to wear me down even more, especially coming off of it being sick. So I really just want to take things easy and ease back into things, be easy on myself and give myself grace and truly just do things as intuitively as I can. And my gratitude for this week, I am ironically just grateful for my health and for the times that, you know, I am doing well and am healthy. And I say that because every time I get sick, I'm just reminded of how much of a blessing it is to have good health and not have to, you know, battle some sickness or disease every day of life. And it reminds me of how strong people are who do have to deal with that. And I just absolutely cannot imagine like the toll that that takes on those people who do have to deal with that. And I'm just so, so grateful that I am in good health outside of the, you know, random sicknesses I get like this. And I'm also grateful for my health because my family had like two big health related scares this week and my mom had to be taken to the hospital and my dad's mom had to be taken to the hospital and both of them are fine um, for the most part, I believe. And I know my mom's good. She's back home, but I believe my grandma is having to have some surgery and just very thankful that they're both okay. And, um, it just reminds me of how grateful I am to be in good health and not be dealing with scares and stuff like that because health stuff, health related stuff is very scary to me. I don't do well with it. I don't do well in hospitals. Like I just, it freaks me out and I don't do well with it. I'm just very grateful to be in good health and grateful that, um, my mom is okay and that my grandma's okay right now too. And I always, always, always want to be grateful for that. I never want to take it for granted. You know what I mean? But let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. So I'm so excited for this just because I feel like it's something that I'm like really speaking to you all, but I'm also going to be like actually living out and trying to live by, which that's the narrative for like all of my episodes, I would say. Like most of the things I am sharing on my episodes are me talking to myself as well. But I'm not the best at taking my own advice. Like I'm actually pretty freaking terrible at it. But things like this that are like micro habits and they're small things that are easy to do. I'm like, sign me up because I'm all about doing little things because it's the big things that get really scary and hard to do. So little micro habits that I can do that will help me feel like I'm living again. I'm so ready for it. So, and with all of that being said, a common theme in these micro habits is breaking routine, honestly, which I know might sound a little weird to hear because if you listen to the podcast, you know I'm a very routine person. I live a very routine life. And I have preached many times that, you know, routine is key. There's like so many benefits of having a routine and all of these things. But I've also talked about how routine, you know, you have to give yourself grace and allow balance with routine because if you are too strict with routine, that's when it kind of starts to have diminishing returns. And with convenience and efficiency really being the driver of so many things these days, we inadvertently end up eliminating the natural tendency to seek out and pursue adventure. And thanks to social media, we often associate the concept of adventure with these grandeur trips and vacations and ventures that often typically are largely inaccessible, honestly, to the majority of people. 
And because of this, we end up overlooking the small ways and habits that we can incorporate into our day-to-day that add those elements of surprise and force us to eliminate our need to want to control everything and things be in routine and plan. And ultimately, we can get to that same vivacious energy that doing new things and embarking on adventures gives us. We really take the time to put into these micro habits because these micro habits are essentially just breaking up the norm for us and they're adding layers of excitement and newness and intention to our mundane day-to-day and that is going to give us those doses of vivacious energy that we get when we go on new trips and we see new places and we meet new people and do new things and it doesn't have to be doing all of those bigger scarier things it can be these microdose habits that we have in our day-to-day and we get the same feeling we just get it on a smaller scale which is still going to give you just as much of an impact when you break things down to the day by day rather than looking at it from more of a holistic like your whole life type of view so I really think that this is super helpful because I know I get so caught up in the monotony of routine especially in this season like in winter especially and it's really easy to just sort of neglect doing new things and going out of your way to try something new or do something new meet new people whatever it may be and doing those things is what gives us that zest for life and makes us feel like we're living and I've seen so many quotes recently like on Pinterest and on TikTok talking about how the way we make ourselves feel like we're living and we distinguish living from existing is by creating new memories and doing new things and those are things that make our lives feel longer I think is what the quotes say or make our lives feel like they're slowing down some is when we experience those new things because they truly open up an entirely new lens for us and a new perspective and we have you know this experience that totally opens up all of these other interests you know like maybe you travel to somewhere with mountains and you've never seen mountains before and you discover that you love hiking and camping and you all of a sudden have developed this hobby that you can pour so much of your time and energy into if you really want to and that's gonna you know open up this entirely new life path for you because maybe it results in you moving to a place with mountains so you can engage in that activity more or maybe it just results in you going to an annual vacation to places with mountains and then maybe because of that you eventually meet your future significant other or a really great friend in doing so you know what I mean like just little things like that can truly just open up new totally new paths of life for you whether it's a micro habit that leads to that or it's you know doing something entirely new like seeing somewhere new through traveling or something but at the end of the day these are the things that the micro habits that I am going to focus on really just incorporating in my life and my routine as much as I can going through this spring because I think that they are things that are going to make me feel that zest for life again and just make me feel like I'm living and not just existing because honestly if there's one sentence or one phrase that I could use to describe like the last several months it would be existing and not living and I hate that like I really hate that I am only going to be this age once I'm only going to be in my 20s once and the last thing I want to do is look back and say you know I let my routine get the best of me and I got so comfortable with my routine that I didn't take the initiative and 
be intentional about doing new things, even if they were small micro habits that, you know, just made me more excited to be living and more grateful for life. And that's a thing. It's like you can get so comfortable with routine and that's why routines are dangerous. And that's why it's important to add little micro habits like these that I'm going to be sharing with you all. So I'm going to be sharing 15 micro habits with you all today and I hope that you can take them and apply them in your life and really just inspire yourself to find that zest for life again as we come out of winter and enter into spring because I know that that's typically a common sentiment as we exit winter and head into spring or maybe you just feel like there's no hope at all and you're just feeling very very down I have been in such a bad headspace recently and I feel like y'all probably can tell on the podcast and it I hate that because I hate bringing that energy onto the podcast but it wouldn't really be beneficial to you guys if I only shared things when they were uplifting and positive you know what I mean and I try to always take everything negative I'm going through and look at the positives of those things and be vulnerable with the negatives so that I can show you all the positives and everything but at the end of the day obviously I'm not trying to like bring anyone down but I think that sharing these micro habits will hopefully just inspire you and inspire you to be more intentional with your day-to-day and you know get out of your comfort zone a little bit break up the routine like you can have a routine while still doing new things and that's the thing like I think a lot of times we think it's black and white like we can't we can either be full-on back on routine 100% go 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 like we are to a T following a routine or we just don't really have a routine at all we're just taking things moment by moment but you can have a blend of both where you know you have a routine and you do something of the same sort around the same time every day or maybe you don't do it at the same time every day and you just do it daily and um, you also incorporate newness and do new things you can do both so the very first thing is regularly seeking out new music and making new playlists for each month so I am somebody who absolutely loves music and you may think this sounds so stupid if you just don't really care for music But as somebody who has always swept their feelings under the rug and has never really been one to let themselves feel things and express their emotions to other people, music is the one way that I've always felt like I allow myself to fully feel things because I really connect with music on an emotional level. So when I listen to music and certain songs and artists and everything, I love music so much because it's the only time that I feel free to express how I'm feeling and just like let myself feel things and I feel like as I get older I seek out new music a lot less often and I remember thinking when I was 17-ish like oh my gosh I will never stop like seeking out new music and you know always I'll always be so on top of music and everything because I would like look at my parents and they just like always only listen to older things things that have you know like their playlist is probably 50 songs and those 50 songs are like none of them are you know new or newer which is totally fine I am somebody who constantly is finding myself going back I pretty much listen mainly to music from like 2014 to like 2017 2018 because those were like honestly 2012 actually 2012 to like 2018 music was such a just a big big part of my life and it still is but I feel like I've had so many friendships and like relationships kind of like bond through music and because of that I have just like a very deep emotional connection to a lot of music from that time and also I just think music from that time was on another level honestly 
And I find myself always going back and listening to that. So I understand my parents going back and always listening to only older music. But I had told myself that will never be me. But the older I get, and I feel like ever since I got out of college and became like a legitimate adult, I stopped seeking out new music a lot less. Like I just don't do it near as much. I literally, when I was in college, I used to listen to new music Friday, every like Friday morning. And sometimes I would listen to only the artists that I was familiar with on the New Music Friday playlist on Spotify. And sometimes I would listen to the whole playlist. And then I would add the ones I liked to a playlist for that month. So it would be called like March or it'd be called like June Jams or something like that. And I just always had a playlist for every month through all through while I was in college basically. And it stopped when... COVID hit I think I literally stopped the summer COVID had hit so like summer 2020 I stopped doing it but it was because I just wasn't really driving anywhere anymore and wasn't really listening to music that often because I was just like chilling at home so since I wasn't really like doing all of these things I kind of just stopped and I stopped making monthly playlists but I'm gonna start doing it again and maybe I don't do it every single month but I want to make it a goal to do it every month and just I have no rules with it and that's the best part about it like it doesn't have to adhere to a certain genre it doesn't need to be certain artists or certain vibes it's just music that I am liking at that moment in those 30 days 31 days whatever of the month it's the music that reflects that month for me and I love having those playlists because sometimes I'll like feel really nostalgic for I don't know May of 2018 and I'm like I want to Actually, I would never be nostalgic for May of 2018, but I, I'm just like, oh, I want to go back to May of 2018. And then I can go back to that playlist for those months that I was doing that. And I literally just feel like I'm living that life again. And it's really weird, but that's the power that music holds. And it's something so small that can just add a layer of excitement to your life because nothing really compares to like hearing a song that you really like and being like, you know what, I'm going to put this on this playlist and then being able to go back to it and listen to it along with all the other songs from that month that you really liked and finding new artists is something that you know once again just opens up doors to interests and you can find other artists through liking that artist you can maybe make a new friend over sharing the love for that artist you know you never know and it's just so crazy like the domino effect that like little things like this can have in our life and really just make us feel like we're really really living and not even make us feel that way but you know let us know that we are really living And that's the first thing. So the second thing is dressing for myself in my own style instead of trying to conform to my environment. I know I've talked a lot about, I don't want to say a lot, but I feel like I've dropped in in a few episodes here and there over the last few years, just talking about like personal style and dressing for myself. And I always find myself going back to it and saying it. And the reason why I say that this is a micro habit that can really just help you feel like you're living and not just existing is because it's something you're doing for yourself at the end of the day. And if you are dressing for the appeal of somebody else or to fit in, whatever it may be, you're not really living for yourself. You know, you're existing for others and you want to be able to just feel as confident and comfortable as you can. And I have this personal dilemma, which keeps me from, I, I have let it keep me from defining my personal style, but it shouldn't be. And that personal dilemma is that in the fall and winter, I dress very masculine casual I don't want to call it street style because I think street style is actually like way more than what we throw it around to be 
but like a very toned down masculine street style. I mean, I am wearing jeans, sneakers, and some sort of plain tee or a sweatpants, t-shirt, hoodie, and sneaker moment. I'm, I'm just very, very casual and I would say it's just more of like a masculine style and I say masculine because of how much it contrasts with the way I am in spring and summer spring and summer rolls around and I look like a flower field threw up on me and I'm like cottage core give me all of the floral like the dainty floral stuff I eat that up I love the pastel florals but then I like ask myself I'm like oh is this like too young for me and I feel this pressure to sort of dress like a 25 year old businesswoman would on the weekends and I'm like I'm going the freaking brunch I'm not going to my freaking client like chill and granted there's times where I want to like dress like that but I find myself constantly gravitating towards and I say cottagecore that's like definitely not my spring and summer style but that's just what I thought of in terms of the dainty florals and the pastel colors I'd say it's much more of just like a relaxed beachy casual type of vibe and basically it's just I wear a lot more color and I love the dainty florals and I love like very a lot more feminine styled clothing and I for the longest time since I've had such a stark contrast between my fall and winter my spring and summer I've let that keep me from embracing it as my personal style because I've always told myself that my personal style has to be one or the other and it can't be both, which isn't true. Personal style is totally subjective. And I mean, if you were to go up to somebody and be like, okay, and show them a picture, two pictures of me, one in the spring and then one in like the fall and say, what is her style? Somebody wouldn't really be able to describe it in one word. And I think that's what a lot of people aim to do is to be able to say their style is very transitional or their style is very modern or whatever. And it doesn't have to be that way. Personal style is subjective. You don't have to dress for anyone. You can dress really, you know, in skirts and florals and all of that in the spring and summer, but then in the fall and winter, wear next to no color and have a lot more masculine features such as like sharp edges in your clothing and just a bag your fit or something like that. And that is something that I'm trying to like just allow myself to do and tell myself that I don't have to fit in a box when it comes to my personal style and just really not feeling the pressure to conform to my environment because I know when I was in Tuscaloosa like I look back at some of the things that I was wearing and I'm like I was totally wearing that just because that's what everybody around me was wearing and that's what I thought would I was dressing really for the female gaze to be honest because I wanted so badly, you know, like I, y'all know if you've been here for forever, I had a hard time making friends. It took me a long time to make friends in college, but then once I made my friends, I had my friends, you know, but even still when I would go out in public, especially if it was just like me and my now fiance going to a bar together, I would want to look like someone girls felt like they could, you know, approach and like be friends with and everything. So I would try to dress in a way that would appeal to that. So I look back and I'm like, what? the heck like I and I know it wasn't me too because I always remember feeling so uncomfortable and just feeling like I was not myself because I wasn't dressing for myself and I was truly just dressing to fit in with the other girls my age there and just I wanted so badly for someone to like see it and be like oh I could you know be friends with her or whatever but at the end of the day that's not even like how I make friends or how anybody really makes friends is 
based on outfits. Occasionally, you know, you may make a friend by saying, hey, I like your shirt or something. But when you're looking to make new friends, you're not looking at what they're wearing, or at least I hope you're not. But anyways, I just really have always struggled with the conforming to the environment aspect of style. And when I moved to Houston, it was kind of overwhelming because it was like, okay, all of my clothes are reflective of this college version of me and this college version of me wasn't really dressing for myself. I was dressing based on what was popular and what would make me fit in the most. But then I also had a mix of the things that I got for, you know, like starting my full-time job and like being more so of just like an actual adult. So my wardrobe now is just like this really weird intermix of college Abby, which I've tried to get rid of a lot of the stuff, but I still have a lot of it. And then like adult Abby and also, you know, very floral and like colorful stuff, but then also very like grungy and colorless stuff. So it's just like this very interesting dynamic. And I feel, I definitely see myself sometimes in Houston, like when we're going somewhere, I think about what people my age, I'm always thinking like, what are people my age wearing? And I need to just stop doing that and just do it for myself because choosing that will just add this layer of creativity to my day-to-day life that will add so much zest for life to my day-to-day. You know what I mean? Because if I'm truly allowing myself to just dress for me instead of dressing for others and trying to conform to an environment, I am allowing myself so much creative expression in doing so because I am limiting myself extremely when I'm trying to dress to conform to an environment. But if I just dress for the way I feel and what makes me feel good, my options are endless and I am setting myself up to have so much creative freedom and expression, which creative freedom and expression is one of the many great ways and honestly one of the most powerful ways to just add an ounce of living to your day-to-day and just really make it feel like you're living. The third thing is rolling your windows down and playing your favorite playlist shamelessly. And I say shamelessly, which is very important for this point because I know sometimes I'll like have my sunroof open and I'll have my windows open and I don't have my windows tinted and I need to do that, but I don't have them tinted. So honestly, windows being down is no different than my windows being up. And I kind of like know that. And, but sometimes I'll like roll up to a red light and I have like my sunroof open and I have my music on and then I get kind of like self-conscious that other people can hear what I'm listening to. But then I'm like, you know what? No, like it's fine. As long as I'm not being like obnoxious and it's way too loud, I can let my music play. It's fine. But there is this freedom and this just carefreeness and I don't really know how to describe it, but something about the act of doing that with your favorite playlist on like a sunny day where it's not too hot yet, it's not too cold, and just having the windows down, having your sunroof open if you have a sunroof, and playing your favorite playlist and jamming out to it. It's therapy. It's literally therapy. And I don't know what what the combination of those things does to me, but it really just makes me feel so present as somebody who really struggles with being present, it makes me just feel really present because I'm just like, I'm just driving. Like it kind of takes my mind off of my thoughts because I'm just literally vibing. And I probably sound crazy saying that. I don't know why, but it's just something that seriously just makes me feel like I am living in the moment. And I need more of that. So I'm going to be doing it more often. And the next thing is just doing one new thing a week. So this can mean so many different things, obviously. And I didn't make this something specific 
to me on purpose because I wanted you all to feel and see the endless options that you all have with doing one new thing a week. So this could be switching up the order of your morning routine just to try something new. This could be taking a different path for your walk. It could be trying out a new recipe, going to a new restaurant, um, checking in on a friend once a week if you don't normally do that. Uh, It could literally be anything and it can be as small or as big as you want it to be. But doing one new thing a week will break up your routine, obviously, and it's going to really just make you be more intentional in the moment because it's going to present you with option like, okay, what am I going to choose to do right now? What I always do or am I going to try something new? And trying something new, like I said earlier, is seriously one of the best ways to really just fall in love with life again because it can, once again, just really open up new interests and doors and just allow you to see more than you would if you were just adhering to your specific routine. And the fifth thing is to challenge instant gratification. So what I mean by this is you're going to do something that you could usually do in an instant, the hard way. So you're going to choose to do something the more inconvenient and hard way rather than doing something the effortless and efficient way. So for example, if you have an outfit that you are wanting to get, maybe you have an event you're going to and you kind of have an idea of what you want to wear. Instead of going and shopping online for that outfit, go to your local consignment stores or your thrift stores and go try to recreate that outfit or that vibe at least that you have in your head. Because maybe you don't have a specific, you know, shirt and pair of pants picked out in your head, but you have a vibe that you're going for. So make things a little less convenient for yourself and go thrift and find that outfit for yourself. Or go visit a friend in person instead of FaceTiming or texting them if you can, if they, you know, live in your city. Go grocery shopping in store instead of doing curbside. I do that every now and then. I don't do it very often. Like, obviously, when I'm in busy season, I'm, you know, trying to squeeze every ounce of FaceTime out of my day that I can. But I find that in the spring and summer and, like, around Christmas time, I love going on a grocery store run, like, switching it up. I'll do curbside, you know, maybe two or three weeks in a row and then, I try once a month to just let myself go through the store because it just slows you down and reminds you like, hey, everything doesn't have to be done in the most efficient way possible for every single thing that you do in life. And it's really just going to keep you from that multitasking mode and really just force you to focus on what you're doing right then and there. And taking out the convenience factor from things every now and then is just good to allow yourself to live in the moment and slow yourself down. And this one's huge because I think it honestly kind of goes against the grain of like the direction our society's headed, but that's kind of the point is we don't really need, we have so much that has been streamlined and made efficient for us. And it's like, do we really need to do everything virtually? Do we really need to have our groceries delivered to our doorstep and you know maybe you're somebody who has your groceries delivered and maybe you have to get them delivered for a specific reason which is totally fine but just as an example you don't have to go from getting them delivered to going and shopping in store you could go from getting them delivered to curbside like that would even be a change and it's going from one efficiency to another but it's at least going to cause you to break up that routine a little bit and slow down so I think that this is very, very good, especially for those of us that tend to just always be go, go, go and, you know, looking for the next thing and always trying to do the next thing and 
thinking about what's next on our to-do list. And this is something that I'm definitely going to be working on in the spring and summer, um, especially once I'm out of busy season, is just like allowing myself to do things in an efficient way every now and then because I feel like I'm always trying to like life hack myself and it's kind of exhausting sometimes. And sometimes I'm just like, I just want to go walk through the grocery store and get my groceries and just go through the store like that instead of going and doing curbside. And it's hard to commit to those things, especially with the way things are with, you know, we work so many hours during the week. So it's like, why would I take precious time out of my freaking 48 hours of the week? I, it makes me sick to even like think about it still. Like in the fact that I literally, I'm recording this on a Friday night and I know I have to work tomorrow on Saturday and I'm just like sick thinking that I'm giving my free 48 hours to work still. Anyway, and I don't get overtime. Anyways, um, besides the point, it's hard to commit to doing this and to cutting out these efficiencies and making things intentionally more inefficient for yourself when you know you're already limited with your time. And that's my struggle is why would I, you know, not do curbside on the weekends because curbside allows me to have more free time to do other things on the weekends. But what I end up finding is that I end up spending a good amount of time on my phone on the weekends. So it's like, am I really reinvesting that time into something else that's like good for me no it's like I'm spending so much time on my phone like I can go into the grocery store and walk around and I will say that I tend to do this more often when I'm in routine with getting groceries during the week if I'm in routine with getting groceries on the weekend I'm probably not going to go in store just because living in a big city I've learned that that's just like a recipe for me to be extremely triggered with like just anxiety and just like I I do not do well in a crowded grocery store in Houston I used to not have any regard to when I went to the grocery store growing up I mean I knew there were obviously busier times but it wasn't the end of the world if I went on like a Saturday or a Sunday at like noon but oh my gosh when I moved to Houston talk about like utter chaos going to the grocery store at literally any time on the weekend is a nightmare and it just like makes me so frustrated and I just feel like claustrophobic and it's just a very frustrating experience so I always do curbside usually but in order for me to actually take the inefficient route and do things I definitely have to be going to the grocery store during the week if I'm going to be doing that specific example and the next thing is to connect with nature and for this it can literally just be going and sitting in your backyard in the grass or next to the grass or it could be, you know, taking a weekend trip somewhere in nature. I just know that us as humans, do, we just don't appreciate the beauty of sweet mother earth as much as we should. And I have been like itching. My insides feel like they are crawling, like trying to crawl out of my body, trying to get to the beach. And it's just bizarre because I've just never felt this way and I just constantly find myself thinking about it and daydreaming about it and like wishing I was there and I just like it's such a goal of mine to be able to have a second home at the beach like not even on the beach because that costs millions of dollars and that's for sure not in my near future it doesn't feel like it is I I don't want to like tell myself I'm not capable of doing like I don't want you guys to like hear me say that and then be like oh I'm not capable of doing that either because we're all capable of whatever we set our minds to you know at the end of the day but um, you know what I mean. It doesn't feel like it's something that's going to happen in the next like 
year, two years, five years, whatever. But even if it's just in a beach town and not actually on the beach, like I so desperately, like that's just such a big goal of mine because it is truly my happy place. It is where I feel the most at peace. It's where I feel the most connected with myself. I feel just so like... I don't know, thinking about it, I just like literally feel like everything feels less heavy. You know what I mean? And it's just that kind of place for me. And I feel like everybody has a place like that for themselves. And if you feel like you don't have a place like that, you just haven't found it yet. And, you know, maybe it's a super specific place. Maybe it's a certain city. Maybe it's a certain mountain range. Who knows? But for me, it's the beach, the beach basically anywhere. Um, But I have just been itching to go. And I know that it's just like because I've been deprived of connecting with nature recently just because obviously in the winter you're not going outside as much and you know then when the weather gets warmer and you're like feeling the warm sun on your skin when you're outside you're like oh my gosh what I would give to be on a beach right now and everything like that and something that I've been doing lately is I've just been being a lot more intentional about the time I am spending outside so like when I walk my dog we're going on longer walks now that it's like a little bit warmer and it's not as cold and I will stop and sit on a bench with her and we'll just literally observe the animal like the squirrels and turtles and stuff that we see around us by the pond and just that kind of thing and seriously it's something that just forces me to slow down and it just adds that element of surprise because you know maybe one day we sit at the bench and we get to meet a new dog and like that happened today like we were you know at the bench by the pond and I met the sweetest German Shepherd and Lab Mix and I literally want to go steal that dog because it was so sweet and just so gentle with Ella too and um it's his the dog's owner was so sweet and it was just one of those things like I got to you know meet a nearby neighbor and it just adds life to my life basically and it's one of those things and I just really think that when you take the time to really just ground yourself and spend time in nature you really just feel a lot more grounded obviously and it really slows you down and forces you to be in the moment once again and also I just think it's a really great way to add life to your life because there's life all around you when you're in nature you know like there's the animals and the just all the different life outside of human life that's around you and that might you might be like Abby like what are you on right now but no literally like it being in nature is seriously so powerful and It's seriously something that I always find myself wishing I do more of every year. Every year, I'm like, I'm going to spend more time in nature this year. And then at the end of the year, I'm like, I am still going to make this a goal for next year. Because each time I do it more and more, it's like I get addicted to it and I want more of it. Because I remember last spring and summer, I went on so many walks. Um, I would take Ella to like the Heights Bike Trail in Houston it wasn't too far from us it was like a 10 minute drive and I would get a coffee and we'd go on a walk before it got too hot and I it just became like this thing and it became a part of my routine but introducing it as something new into my routine it just seriously I remember feeling so just happy and it just added so much joy to my day-to-day life and it made me feel like I was living and I could have sat inside on those really hot days and been like, it's too hot to do this and just sat inside on the couch with her and I got to take her on so many incredible walks and got to get myself outdoors and enjoy my favorite coffee and everything while doing that. 
and seriously it's just so underrated and it's literally like free like you can literally go be in nature for free I mean you can choose to spend money to go and be in nature like a park or something but you can do it for free and it's such a great form of adding some spice to your life and some living and the next thing is moving your or shifting your energy from trying to make trying to force the wrong things to be right and what I mean by this is sometimes we are so fixated on things that we want for ourselves and maybe we know that it's right for ourselves but we're trying to force it to be right at a specific time and maybe it's just not meant for us in that moment and this is something that I think adds a lot more life to your day-to-day life and it allows you to live because it requires you to release your need for control because anytime you are clinging on to your need to control things I just don't really think you're living as much because you're sort of in this state of trying to keep things in your control and make things happen a certain way and I just don't really think that that's living because you're trying to cling to something and what I mean by this is for example maybe you so desperately want this specific job and you are doing everything you can to try and get it but it's like doors just keep shutting in your face and it's just not happening but you're trying so hard to force it to happen there comes a point where you know you are putting your everything into something that is like clearly making it known that it does not need to be happening right then and there like maybe there's another incredible opportunity that about to you know reveal itself to you or maybe your current job is about to give you this incredible raise and you just don't know it yet and you know whatever it may be obviously it can be any situation sometimes we just get so attached to an outcome that we are robbing ourselves from living because we're trying to force something that's not meant for us right then we're trying to force it to be right And we're putting all of our energy into that when we could be putting all of our energy into being present and living in the moment and all of the opportunities that present itself to us that way. And I think of this too in terms of, you know, sometimes people really want to move and they're like, I really want to move across the country, but maybe say they, you know, get laid off from their job and Maybe they're having car problems and it just financially just doesn't seem like it's going to work out. But you're just really trying to force it to work out on the timeline you had in your head because you are really attached to to that outcome. But sometimes we just have to, you know, accept that we aren't in control of everything and we have to give up that control. And there's something very liberating in giving up control. And this is something I'm absolutely struggling with myself and I'm trying so hard to really just let go of my need for wanting to control things and control outcomes and like know what's going to happen next because it's keeping me from doing so much in my life and I'm so sick of it and I'm very aware of it but it's just so hard because it gives you this false sense of security and sometimes you know you cling to control and you want to control things because you think that you're keeping yourself in the most secure position and doing so but some not all the times but sometimes you are so like caught up on controlling something for this 
false sense of security, but maybe the thing that's like out there waiting on you, if you weren't so caught up on trying to control everything, maybe that other thing would give you even more security and you just don't even allow that to be a possibility in your head because you're clinging so tightly to this false sense of security with the things you're trying to control and that's something I'm trying to like learn and remind myself of and it's so hard because I think that I try to force a lot of things onto myself in terms of forcing things to be right for me that I know aren't right for me for example um climbing a corporate ladder I never cared about that ever ever until I got in college and I started you know, being surrounded by my peers in business school and meeting like parents of friends and things like that and realizing, okay, like it's really applaudable when, you know, you do X, Y, and Z, you go work at this firm out of college and you, you know, climb this corporate ladder and that's like what's going to give you the best like life. And you try to force yourself to accept that because you so desperately want you know security and it seems like it's something that's secure and it is secure and in doing so you know you're just not even allowing yourself to experience the things that actually like make you feel like you're living and it's just sad because I think that all through college I was just trying to force myself to I don't know my whole life I'm just I just like look back sometimes and I'm like where where have I been you know like I just haven't even been in my body I feel like sometimes like when I look back on some years I'm like where was I I was not there like somebody else was making these decisions or you know I was there but obviously other people I was letting have more of an influence over my decisions and I just never cared about climbing the corporate ladder and all of that stuff until I got to college. And then all of a sudden I was like, I at one point literally wanted to go work on Wall Street. And I'm like, I think of that now. And I'm like, that would have been, I mean, I think that I would have came to the same conclusion that I am now. It just probably would have happened like way quicker because it probably would have been like a much more intense and steep road to burnout than what I'm facing now. And with all that being said, I've just like denied my own, denied all the things that are right for me. You know what I mean? Because I thought that I needed to live a certain life and like needed my life to look a certain way, needed to have a certain job, all of these things in order to be valued and loved and accepted. And with all of that, you know, I have spent years trying to force a career and lifestyle onto myself that I never really cared about in the first place and you don't have to care about your career I'm not sitting here saying you need to but there are certain people in this world like myself who are very emotional individuals and if they don't care about what they're doing it is soul-sucking and in those situations you know you want to put more of your energy and invest more of your time and energy into accepting the right things instead of rejecting them like you have been your whole life and trying to force all of the wrong things to be right. And I've spent so many years trying to force myself to, and I still am, I literally still am now. Like I see it in the type of employee I am. You know, like I can't say no in so many situations and I 
try to force myself to be just like the perfect employee, which doesn't even exist and there's no such thing. But I literally say yes to so many things that I shouldn't be saying yes to. I overcommit and I do all of these things to try to appeal to people and look a certain way. And I'm trying to make the wrong things. I'm trying to force the wrong thing to be right because I'm trying so hard because I'm like, I I just need this to be right because that's how I feel like I'm going to be accepted. But it's like, at what point do you say enough is enough and you let yourself live and allow yourself to live instead of just exist? And at what point do you say, you know, I'm tired of just existing from trying to force all of these things that aren't me onto myself and I want to live by just accepting the things that are already there that are that I know are right and that are me and I rejected that part of myself and still do to this day so much and that's definitely something that I am going to be working on a lot going forward. On a lighter note, um, one social media free day a month or a week etc whatever it may be. I recently did a social media detox uh, two Sundays ago, I believe. And it was so empowering in the weirdest way. I, If you would have asked me one word to describe a social media detox day, empowering would never come to mind, but that's honestly how I felt from doing it. And I think it felt so empowering because it reminded me of how much time I have in my day on the weekends when I'm not having to work. Because I just found myself so many times wanting to just pick up my phone and go on social media and I ended up getting so many things done that day but I also just did so much for myself and I still had free time to just where I had the option to like sit there and be like oh what do I want to do right now I never have moments like that where I can ask myself what do I want to do right now because there's almost always something that needs to be done that I'm going to be working on or towards and this is definitely something that forces you to live instead of just exist because part of our instant gratification instant gratification and anything that has to do with efficiencies is something that really puts you on that road of existing rather than living and obviously social media is instant gratification in a nutshell it's the embodiment of it truly and forcing yourself to go without it is incredible because it allows you to buy back so much more time in your day so you're able to live more and actually do things with your day and be more intentional with your time and I can't encourage you all enough to try this and trust me I am not somebody that ever has done that I think I've probably done that one other time in my life so if I can do it like you can do it for sure and not that it was hard to do by any means it was more so of just the I like tell myself that if I don't post it's just gonna like mess with my engagement and stuff and that's why I never really do it but it's like you know what, if once a month, if I can't take one day a month to be off of social media because it's going to mess with my engagement, then, you know, so be it at that point. Like, who cares? And that's, it's not like I post every day anyway. It's like, I always post a story usually on Instagram, so that's mainly what I'm referring to. But I definitely don't post, like, an actual empty thing. So I'm like, it's fine. It's literally fine. We're going to be fine. So definitely aim to do that because that's definitely something that can really just make you ignite that spark for life again because you're I don't even know if I said did I just say spike ignite that spark for life again because it's going to force you to be intentional with all of that extra free time and hopefully you can do something new and exciting with that free time and the next thing is guilt-free expression of creativity 
So I definitely talked about this a lot um, in the last year, talking about how like STEM related stuff is just shoved down our throats from a young age. And a lot of us end up suppressing a lot of our internal creative desires because they aren't the things that society tells us are valued. When in reality, um, creative, like anything creative, uh, that it's me. It's got me all over it. I'm great at analytical stuff, but it's I feel like it's just a skill I developed rather than something that is innate in me, if you know what I mean. So I truly think that allowing yourself to just be expressive with your creativity in whatever form that may be. Maybe it's taking pictures. Maybe it's doing your makeup or doing someone else's makeup. Maybe it's a pottery class, drawing, painting. I mean, listening to music, making music. So many different things fall under this umbrella. And allowing yourself to just express yourself creatively with just no expectations, you know, just allowing yourself to do it and flow with it seriously absolutely adds so much zest to life and I can 100% attest to this because I I love taking pictures I've always loved photography and I took like a photography class in high school like AP photo I took a photography class in college and honestly if I like wasn't a CPA I could totally see myself being a photographer, not necessarily as a profession. I mean, I could see that, but I see myself, if I were to have more free time, I would see myself occupying that free time a lot with photography because I just like music. It's very emotional for me and I just feel very connected to a lot of photographs and stuff and things like that in terms of just the way they make me feel and everything. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. And the same thing with just, you know, like painting and doing makeup and stuff. And that's another thing is letting myself just like sit down and like do my makeup and see where it takes me instead of, you know, having all of these expectations and feeling like I shouldn't be doing it or I should be spending my time some other way. No, just like allow yourself to be creative and do it without guilt. And seriously, especially if you're somebody who one knows you're creative at heart, but you haven't let yourself accept that and you've kind of suppressed it over the years kind of like I said already or maybe you're somebody that's always just been very technical and very analytical and you've never even really allowed yourself to explore your creative side because I truly I firmly believe that everybody has some little creative something in them that you know will make them just absolutely feel alive and I definitely think it's different for everyone it could be dancing or any of the other things I've already said but it just takes you finding it. But then once you find it, it is seriously something that makes you just come alive in the best way and just lights up your insides. And not in like a um, bowel movement way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, the next thing is to explore hobbies. And this is kind of going off of the last one. So kind of guilt-free explore exploration of hobbies. And I think that the modern day 20-something has totally forgotten that hobbies are a thing and we need to get back to allowing ourselves to have hobbies that aren't tied to producing an income. I know I've talked about this before too, but it's sad because I think a lot of us end up in this position of, oh, our hobbies have to be tied to making income because we're literally just trying to like live and survive out here. So it's kind of like a 
necessary for for survival survival type of thing but at the same time we still do need hobbies that you know are hobbies for the sake of being hobbies and this can be anything from collecting something to reading books to um something creative it could be literally anything I mean there are so many hobbies out there and if you hear me say that and you're like just drawing a blank go on Pinterest and just like look up hobbies and I mean, have fun because it's going to it's gonna be a wild, fun ride trying to figure out what your hobbies are. But that's the whole point is explore, you know, try different things out. See what you like and don't like because as you try those new things, maybe you're going to meet a new friend. Maybe you're going to find a newfound love for something. Like you will add so much more zest for life and just excitement to your day-to-day if you allow yourself to explore hobbies. And the next thing is experiment with movement. This is kind of along the same theme of exploration with movement. Um, exercise is something that is quite literally scientifically proven to obviously, you know, make us feel better. And when we are really just feeling down with the monotony of our day to day, one of the great things you can do is move your body and experience that endorphin rush from moving your body. But Find what you love that you find yourself wanting to go back to and don't tie yourself to it. You know, like allow yourself to switch things up when you get bored and don't think that you just because everyone on TikTok loves Pilates right now, you have to do TikTok and what? Just because everyone on TikTok loves Pilates right now, that doesn't mean you have to do Pilates and everybody that you know, it's going to change and it's going to be everybody that loves the gym. That doesn't mean you have to love going to the gym and lifting weights. You do what works best for you and allow yourself to switch things up when you get bored. And that's the best thing you can do for yourself because it's going to challenge your body and your mind in new ways to try new things. And it's really great for spicing up the day to day. And the next thing is to incorporate small acts of kindness in your day, especially to strangers. So this could be as much as small as literally complimenting somebody's outfit. It could be saying hello to your neighbor that you typically ignore. It could be, you know, paying for someone's Starbucks behind you. Just small acts of kindness because there's something about it that I think truly just the feeling of being intentional with your time and taking the effort to do something like so small like that the feeling it gives you and the feeling it gives the other person. It's just like the multiplier effect because, you know, it makes you feel really great because you're being kind to someone else, but then that other person feels really great. And because that other person feels really great, they're going to feel more inclined to do the same to somebody else and so on and so forth. And it's really just this multiplier effect and the world could definitely use a lot more kindness. So it's something that I think really adds just a layer of surprise because it's not something you expect especially coming from strangers you know what I mean like we don't expect the person we're walking by to say hello to us or we don't expect the person to pay for our Starbucks behind us so it's just one of those small elements of surprise that can really just brighten up someone's day and add a lot of great energy to your day and really make your life feel like you're truly living it and next is to attend community-focused or centered, I guess I should say, outings and events. So what I mean by this is basically anything that has a group setting. So this could be attending a club of some sort, it's like a book club or a sewing club, 
or so in class, um, maybe not a club. I feel like clubs sound very like college but you know what I'm saying. And workout classes, or maybe there's like a, um, at your favorite bar, maybe there's a very themed specific trivia night that is community focused. And going to things like that is so special because it really puts people together with common interests. And I think that that is something that really is so special about life because it's like we can all be these completely different people with completely different stories. And you and the person right next to you at one of these events couldn't be farther from being opposites, but you have like that one thing in common because it brought you both to that same place. And I think that that's so incredible. And it's a great way to make friends as well. So once again, adding some newness to your life but it's something that can you know spice up your weekly routine and give you a sense of purpose because you know you know you're like I'm going to this thing and I'm contributing my whatever it may be to it and it's really a great way to sort of just surround yourself with people who have common interests but also at the same time there's probably some things that you all don't have in common in terms of your interests and things like that. And it's always great to, you know, meet new people in that light, I guess. And the next thing is to make lists. So what I mean by this is this is sort of a forced reflection type of thing, but it doesn't have to always be reflection because it could, it could be forward thinking. So some examples of lists, things you did this week that made you happy, things that give you energy, things that you want to get done this week, people that you want to reach out to this week, friends that I'm thankful for. Sorry, I don't know why I'm switching between perspectives here, but I think that making lists is something so small and so intentional and effortless, honestly, at the end of the day, because I mean, how long does it take you to make a list with five things on it? Not that long. And it can really just make you pause and think for a second. And it's like, it's practicing gratitude in a different way. It's not you sitting there saying, I'm grateful for blank. Like things you did this week that made you happy, that's a form of gratitude. Is it a cookie cutter gratitude statement? No, but you are taking time to recognize things that truly made you feel good this week and taking the time to recognize those things will in turn cause you to be more intentional 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 about taking the time to do those things going forward and it'll have that domino effect in your life and making lists is something so small and this is something I definitely want to be more intentional with especially with my journaling because I struggle a lot with the journaling because that was one of my new year's resolutions was a journal once a week and I haven't really kept up with it I've probably journaled like three or four weeks of the year so far but it's because I get really intimidated with journaling but Journaling can literally just be making a list, things I did this week that made me happy, and I can just jot those things down, and that's my journaling, and it's something that forces you to sort of just either reflect or look forward or be in the moment, whatever it may be, depending on the list you're making, and I think making lists is such a small, small thing, a micro habit, that really just helps you to fall in love with living again because it highlights those things that, I mean, depending on the list you're making, could have a list that's like things I hate, but I don't really know what the point of 
doing that with me <laughs> if you're trying to fall in love with living again. Um, so I truly think that it's something that can be so beneficial for your mental and emotional well-being if you are really intentional about it. And last but not least, number 15 is to take inventory of your surroundings. So look at the who, look at the what, and look at the where. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself with people that, you know, are helping you to be, you know, the best version of yourself that you can be, but also, you know, hold you accountable and are kind to you and want the best for you and that kind of thing? Or are you hanging around people that, you know, maybe secretly are preying on your downfall and maybe they are only around you when it's convenient for them or, you know, whatever it may be. Make sure the people you're surrounding yourself with, you know, are just people that you, I don't want to say people that add to your life because there are going to be seasons of life where friendships are not so, you know, friendships aren't 50-50 in general, in my opinion. And depending on where each friend is at, it's going to fluctuate. It's going to be 80-20 sometimes. It's going to be 40-60. It's, you know, going to fluctuate a lot. So I don't want to say, oh, like cut anyone who doesn't add anything to your life out because if you're looking at it from a holistic standpoint, yes, sure. Not in the moment. If someone's not adding something to your life in the moment, you know, maybe y'all are just going through a little bit of a valley and a slump and that's okay. But holistically speaking, if Every single experience that you have with this person so far, they are not contributing anything to your life or the friendship, then like, you know, what's the point type of thing. And then for the what of what surrounds you, you know, what does your environment look like? Is it causing you stress? Is it making you feel cluttered? Does it make you feel inspired? Does it make you feel refreshed? Take time to take inventory of what you surround yourself with in your home and how that environment looks and what you can do to make it feel more inspiring and doing that switch will add a zest for life because you're going to be excited to live your life in a new environment that you've curated to be one that you feel inspired by and everything if you do make that change if you notice that your environment is something that is making you feel cluttered or drained of your energy or something like that and then the where you know, are you somewhere that it's like impossible or it feels impossible for you to enjoy your day to day? You know, maybe you are very heavily affected by the seasons and you live somewhere where it rains all the time. Take that into consideration and, you know, do something about it if you can. And I know that some people, some of us have the luxury of being able to do something about it and, you know, or at least just try and start taking steps to where you can get to a place to hopefully do something about it and, take things small steps at a time but the who the what and the where for the inventory of your surroundings are so important and taking that inventory really like forces you to pause and just be real with yourself for a moment about your surroundings and allows you to be very intentional about what you're doing going forward and that in and of itself I feel like is choosing yourself and putting yourself in a position to fall in love with your life because you're really forcing yourself to like sit down and be like okay what isn't serving what hasn't served me in the past and what isn't serving me right now or the friendship and the relationship whatever it may be and how can I you know transition that going forward so that one's also really huge for helping yourself 
live instead of just exist. But those are the 15 things I have for you all this week. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And once again, I'm sorry for my voice being all sick and gross, but I hope y'all enjoyed and definitely be sure to follow In Bloom Podcast on Instagram. It's just at In Bloom Podcast and follow me on YouTube if you want more content from me. I upload every week and definitely follow me on social media too if you really want to and join the In Bloom Podcast Facebook group. But I hope you'll have a great day or night when you're listening to this and I will talk to y'all next Monday.